0: You're listening to Philosophy in the Bedroom. Welcome back to our viewer,
1: After <laughs> our a listener. Long hiatus to our one listener. We love you. We love you, Dini. You're the wind beneath our wings. You are. <laughs> oh. <laughs> uh.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We. We. Yeah. <laughs>
1: that's all there is to say about that
0: I guess that's all I have to say about that yeah. we could
1: talk yeah. about why why we've had such a long hiatus
0: I think that's a great idea it has been a very long hiatus so, yeah
1: we apologize I'm sorry <laughs> Um and you know the 20 or so anonymous listeners who <laughs> probably forgot our channel exists by now
0: yeah, yeah. but welcome back <laughs> um <laughs> So so Dana, you have some really exciting news.
1: Oh yeah, okay. So after my descent into the depths of PhD hell at the end of last semester, um, I was interviewing for like 10 different jobs and finally um, got an offer and I'm going to be a curatorial assistant at a, a, a very nice, small-sized museum in California. I don't want to give too much information <laughs> out. Because you know, one of those twenty people might be a stalker, but right. um, yeah. So I'm going to be starting in you know working my dream job. Yay! And yeah, that's so that's what I've been up to.
0: To our viewers who who don't know Dana, um, Dana is from uh, the the cold white north. Well, not quite the cold white north, but <laughs> I mean basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, basically, she's a white walker. Um, <laughs> blue eyes,
1: white hair.
0: Yeah, blue fingers, um, like literally. killing people. Yeah, yeah. So she she's going to some place really, really warm and sunny and happy and um, not used to that. <laughs> not not used to that. Basically, a different country. But it's really exciting. I'm so excited to see like what that does to you like if you become if it thaws your cold it's not cold gonna heart. do
1: anything to me no i might have more vitamin d but that's gonna be about it i'm not changing i don't grow as a person uh-huh yeah i did <laughs> I, I have to tell you i heard my first like real californian accent today and i just i thought for a while that it was fake i was like why is this guy doing that with his voice i was calling people like to look at to arrange apartment showings. Mm. And I couldn't figure out like why his voice sounded like that. And then I was like, oh, he's just <laughs> from California And then I was like, I'm gonna die. I'm actually gonna die. It it sounded like like a, a caricature of like a surfer dude.
0: Yeah, it's when you realize all those caricatures that we've seen on like SNL and stuff, they're real. They're not caricatures. I mean, they I've were always, documentaries.
1: I I always refer to the great classic scene of California in Woody Allen's Annie Hall, where Woody Allen goes to California and like physically becomes ill. And psychologically becomes ill because he, because there are too many happy people. The sun's shining. (laughs) Like his body just freaks out because it's not, it's not cold. It's not New York City. And then everyone around him is basically like high in a cult, forgetting their mantras. Great cameo by Jeff Goldblum calling his like personal help guru because he forgot his mantra. That's basically going to be me for, like, next year. So we'll see. It will be an adjustment.
0: Next year. And then you'll turn into one of them.
1: I'm not going to turn into them. I'll just learn how to tolerate it, but continue being myself. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Well,
0: I'm excited to visit you out there.
1: That's what everyone's saying.
0: (laughs) Oh. (laughs) Well, I don't want to meet other people. I just want to see you.
1: No, I'm just saying... Finally, people will want to visit me, as opposed to, like, <laughs> being in the middle of a cornfield in the Midwest. Yeah. Uh, it's not yeah. that appealing unless you're, like, really, like, have a corn fetish or something.
0: Yeah, I, I bet some people do. That's just...
1: Maybe me. <laughs> <laughs> Explains
0: why you've been there for so long. Jeez. It wasn't for the PhD, it was for the corn.
1: Yeah, well, sort of, mm. you know. <laughs> a woman has her needs. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Yeah. Anyway, okay, so, and then you have, you've had your... Excitement. Your finger in many pies. (laughs) I guess. That's the grossest metaphor I've ever used.
0: Ugh. Well, you gotta see if, like, you like the pies, you know? But, okay, anyways, let's not go down that road.
1: (laughs) Yeah, I'm not touching that.
0: So anywho, um, I, a few days before my birthday, was walking around my neighborhood just to explore and um, found a farmer's market.
1: I thought you were going to say you found a, like, a secret portal to Narnia in the back of a closet <laughs> somewhere. I
0: wish. Um, there was an old man involved. But yeah. <laughs> anyways, yeah. So I found a farmer's market and it's like new and it was super cute. And there was an old man in it who was very like passionate about farmer's markets and stuff. <laughs> And, you know, I had some free time and I love food um, and I love like meeting you people and uh, doing some logistics. So mm-hmm. I was like, do you guys need help? Like I could come in a few days a week and, uh, and help you guys. And he was like, great. So I started there and I was basically managing the farmer's market.
1: Well, the whole thing, right? Yeah. With yeah. all the retailers and stuff.
0: Yeah, I met all the vendors and they got to know me and I got to know them and I was like signing off on documents and stuff. And also I was doing like the social media aspect of it because, you know, the the old guy was way on in years and was like, what is Instagram? <laughs> mm-hmm. That's how I feel every day. Yeah, well, that, it happens. But, you know, we had an Instagram. I took pictures and, you know, did an Instagram filter and was like, oh, my God, we have fresh pie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. But you put your finger in. Hey, no. No, okay. stop it. Okay, no fingers. In the past. All right. I kind of wish I did now. Um, so that. <laughs> So then he never paid me for like six weeks because he always had an excuse. It wasn't like, oh, I did did I say I was going to pay you? No, it was like, I'm going to pay you, but, you know, we're going through like just some legal stuff right now. So let's just next week when we have that figure out or, like, oh, we're like opening a new bank account. So like next week when we have that figure out and oh, and my favorites were, oh, my co-founder who signs all the checks, um, His daughter came down with strep throat. So he's just like really stressed right now. So, like, next week when we get that figured out. And then, oh, my co founder broke his ankle. So he's really stressed right now. So, next week when we got that figured (laughs) out.
1: He broke his ankle. So his hand doesn't work to sign the check. Yeah, apparently, I guess.
0: For me, like, one, like, I I was getting really involved meeting new people. And I do enjoy, I did enjoy that aspect of it. And two, because he was such a sweet old man, he was so passionate about something he's been doing for like 50 years. I'm like, Okay, maybe he will pay me next week. Mm -hmm. And this went on for for way too long. It went on for six weeks. And finally, I just walked out. (laughs) Yeah, I walked out and I said... I
1: prefer quit in a rage.
0: (laughs) Yeah, okay, rage quit. Yeah. But I didn't want to say too quickly that I'm quitting because I'm afraid that he will use that an excuse to never pay me. Mm -hmm. So I walked out and I said, I will come in again when you have my pay. And if you want me to keep working for you, we're going to have to discuss you pay me in advance.
1: Which was never going to happen, to be fair.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and I knew that, but, you know, I didn't want to, like, end it abruptly. I wanted to, like, have sort of a potential of going forward so that they would actually maybe pay me.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And I, I feel like me being really, like, upset, pushing them, because three days later, he's like, okay, we have your money now. Yeah. Okay.
1: It shouldn't have to come to that
0: exactly and they wired it to me which means he didn't need to sign anything mm. <laughs> the whole like breaking your ankle and your daughter coming down strep like he didn't need to sign anything he could have just wired it to me all along yeah yeah, and also I had the contact info of the girl who was working there um, before me I think he didn't know that I had her contact info but mm. we had met in passing and I somehow somehow gotten it so I texted her and she was like oh yeah yeah they always do that <sighs> She's like, I'm still waiting on Because she had left, she was an international student She she had left and she's like, I'm still waiting on The last of my pay Every single time they do that, I've had to wait over Two months once Because I was thinking, small small part of me was thinking Maybe the six weeks I was there Was just the six unluckiest weeks of their lives (laughs) And they really had Legitimate excuses for not paying me But like, no, 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 that's just the way they are And she's still waiting for She's still waiting for pay And then I'm like this this is unacceptable. So the funny thing is they, they wire me the money um, except for the very, very last $100 of it. And I'm like, this is ridiculous. Why do you wire me everything except for like $100? Mm-hmm. And he's like, okay, you could come in and I'll, uh, and I'll give you a check. So I go in to pick up the check. I think he really just wanted to talk to me or something. Mm-hmm. Because I went in and he spent a long time being like, everything is above board. Everyone's always gotten paid. Nothing illegal is happening. Everything's fine. What? I know. Which just made everything seem even more sketchy.
1: I mean, this is at best bad management. Mm-hmm. At worst, some sort of nefarious plot to scam little hipsters out of money. <laughs>
0: I mean, it is a farmer's market. <laughs> if you want to talk about scammy, <laughs> <out of money. laughs>
1: that's actually their business model, basically. Yeah, so far it's yeah. going very well for them. It seems. <laughs> I, know.
0: I know. Oh my god! Yeah, they had <laughs> like a short aside. They had a uh, cheese, like uh, locally made <laughs> cheese, and it was supposed to be like sixteen dollars a pound. And I didn't know that because on the signage it says $16. So I was like, oh, I guess this block of cheese is $16. (laughs) But apparently I was supposed to weigh it before charging people to see how much it is and then calculate it from $16 a pound, right? But for like a whole week, I just charged people like the, (laughs) the price for whatever block of cheese they grab, which is actually the blocks were mostly half pounds. So,
1: oh, so you actually were overcharging them.
0: Yeah, yeah. And they paid it. Because I mean this is this is New York, and this is the neighborhood I'm in, and it's a farmer's market, you know, so you're talking about scammy hipsters out of money. It's a farmer's market.
1: Mm-hmm. well, yeah,
0: yeah. I went in for like the last hundred dollars, and he you know, he was explaining how like everything's a boat board and everything's great. I'm just letting just letting him talk through until like I was just gonna leave, and then he was like, "Well, do you think you want to continue helping our vendors?" Mm-hmm. You know, which is just phrasing it in a way that like not working for him, but to help the vendors who he knows I have a great relation, I have great relationships with.
1: Yeah, so he's basically just like trying to play on your sympathies.
0: Yeah, uh, I just took my check and I said, this has been a valuable experience. Good luck. And just walked out of there.
1: That reminds me of some of my best breakups. <laughs> <laughs> Where you're just like, take care. And then you just never yeah. talk to them again? Yeah. Like, I, I
0: went in realizing, like, there's nothing he could say to make me continue want to work for him.
1: Mm-hmm. Well, it's good to know your limits.
0: Yeah. But it, it was a, a very valuable experience. I've never had an experience like that before. I've always worked in places that had
1: direct deposit. <laughs> or, or you've worked as an unpaid intern. <laughs> right. Or I was an unpaid intern. I mean, it's like, it's fine to not pay someone as long as they're expecting you to not get paid. I can't imagine, like, I actually think, even if it's just bad management, is I still see it as, like, malicious in the sense that it's extremely expensive to live in New York City and to deprive someone of the money that they've earned and to refuse to pay them on a regular basis mm-hmm. means that you're taking up their time and you're potentially making them late on their rent mm-hmm. or not be able to afford food, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's... It's not right, and so I think it's good that you cut ties with them. Yeah, I wish I could tell my landlord,
0: like, oh, I I broke my ankle. It's a really bad time for me right now, so I can't pay my rent, <laughs> right. you know, for That's another six weeks. not how it works.
1: So.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, and the fact that they weren't just doing it to me, but they've done it before. Um, it's ridiculous. I actually brought that up with him because, you know, I, when I went in to pick up that, that last check and he was like, everyone's been paid. I'm like, well, what about that girl? Mm -hmm. And he he goes, oh, you know, she's a personal friend, so I'm sure she understands. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And I didn't argue that because I'm like, I don't want to stay here any longer than I have to. But I know when I texted that girl and said I walked out, she was like,
1: you go, girl. Yeah. Well, okay, so so that whole ordeal happened. Mm -hmm. But you also have been doing other things, right?
0: Yeah, so I... I've been writing um, for the past, oh God, it's been like five years since I, I went off on my year abroad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for the past five years, I've had this idea uh, gestating and I've worked on it. <laughs> that's, a <laughs> it
1: long, that's a long gestation period. Yeah,
0: yeah. And it feels like the end of a pregnancy, how, like, you know, pregnant women have told me about it, like the end of a pregnancy where you're like, I will do anything just to get this thing out of me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? Um, it kind of feels like that. So I've had this idea just dating for for 5 years, and I've been working on it on and off, but I've never taken it too seriously because I've always you know, I guess I don't know, just it's it's daunting. It's very um it's very scary to think about writing a a novel or like a full-length something. Um so I finished a a portion of it that I've been working on and I brought it to um a writer's group and i've shown it around to um a lot of my friends including you dana (laughs) oh me yes yes you and i've gotten like really good feedback and i also i'm very proud of it yeah so it's just a lot of encouragement i really um and i want to go through with it and i figured out like certain things i've been thinking about it a lot and uh We'll see where it goes.
1: So do you want to give the listening audience like a one sentence synopsis of what either the portion that you're working on right now or, you know, what you're envisioning for the longer work? Mm. Otherwise, it's kind of vague, I think.
0: Yeah. Yeah, you're right. Okay, I need to work on my 15-second pitch.
1: Yep, yeah, <laughs> we're doing it right now. We're doing it live. Yep, <laughs> it's happening. Well, it won't be live for anyone else, but it's oh, live oh, yeah. for us. It's live for us. <laughs> <laughs> and we're the only people that matter here, let's be honest. Exactly, exactly. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, So, uh, so my story idea is it's a work of fiction based on my year abroad in South Korea with mm-hmm. a Let's say prestigious um, American program. That's mm-hmm. v- the that emphasis on American mm-hmm. and uh, and international relations. And I want to examine what it means to be American in an international setting, a globalized international setting, and what's what it means to be American beyond definitely undermining the whole white male savior complex. That you see a lot when you talk about Americans abroad, especially Americans abroad in a non-white country. Mm-hmm. So my protagonists are a bunch of young, fresh out of college, um, diverse group of early twenty-somethings. Mm-hmm. There's a there's a whole finding yourself element to it, but there's also it's right after the 2008 financial crisis, sure. so there's an element there's an element of trying to escape. Mm-hmm. from a situation that's a little too real and a little too a little too serious and we're prepared for. I can,
1: I can say from first hand experience I was in Paris when the when the economic collapse happened and I was so happy to not be in the states. <laughs> and actually, well, the only thing that the only bad thing is that suddenly the exchange rate was just total shit. I was like, wow, oh. my money's worth nothing. Okay. well, Cool. <laughs> wow. But, yeah, but other than that it was nice to be insulated from all of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it was really nice to be insulated from everything that was going on. So we were there 2010 to 2011, and so we were the class that went into college in 2006, which means we right. went in when the economy was still doing great, and no one had you know, foreseen what was going to happen. and we went in with like people going like oh you know you're smart you're bright you know do whatever you want you're totally gonna be fine major (laughs) in art
1: history (laughs) yay yeah
0: yeah so we went in with the optimism and then just halfway through college it suddenly bottomed out Mm,
1: got too real
0: yeah got way too real but then 2010-2011 when we were there you know, I was, like, escaping from America, et cetera, et cetera. But then Osama bin Laden got, got killed. Do you remember that? That was May 2011.
1: Oh, I guess I didn't really... Yeah. I'd... Yeah. If you had asked me when that happened, I probably would have said it was earlier.
0: Yeah. Like, I, I only remember the date because I was in Korea. And, <laughs> you know, all the, the news and, like, Reddit and whatever, everyone's like, oh, my God. But in Korea, you know, it's like, eh. <laughs> Yeah, like, people they didn't don't care. Really like, care. Yeah. They don't really care. Yeah, and even some people were, like, a little horrified. Like, why are you guys so happy about a guy dying? We're like, what? <laughs> Do you not understand? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I,
1: yeah, I think it's a really complex thing. Mm-hmm. I've definitely, very, I've very felt complex. a lot of,
0: like. Emotions.
1: Yeah, and ambivalence towards a lot of what's happened mm-hmm. after 9-11. As yeah. I think many, you know, intelligent people have.
0: Yeah, definitely, and I feel like if I were in the states when that happened, I might be, you know, one of those people who are like, wait, right, let's let, hold on, hold on, like, are why are we? What are we really celebrating here?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But being abroad in the context of this whole like apathy, because this wasn't America, they didn't really care. Mm-hmm. It like you're you're pushed to be more American. You're pushed to be really be like, I am feeling things, and yeah. I think I'm American.
1: <laughs> you know, right? I mean, it's it's weird how. Being abroad actually makes you appreciate the U.S. a lot more. Yeah. Even for the even for the things that you hate about it.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Like, especially if you know the nuances and you know how complex it is, yet you still feel more American.
1: I mean, even on a basic level. All I wanted was, uh, like, some disgusting real McDonald's. <laughs> because, like, f- French McDonald's, it's like, you know, you're still eating it, like a three-star restaurant you know all the all the ingredients are like pure like like, rather locally sourced Mm. like free of (laughs) preservatives and i was just like this isn't this isn't mcdonald's this is some sort of like this might actually be good for me what well yeah you don't go to mcdonald's to eat things that are good for you
0: yeah. In uh, in Korea, I remember we went on a whole epic adventure to try to find peanut butter because
1: mm, mm-hmm.
0: we we're like, oh, my God, we just need something. <laughs> this is home. And I don't even like peanut butter.
1: Right. Exactly. Know? It's like the thing you never want when you're here, when you're, you know, in the States is like the, yeah. the very thing that you most desire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's totally inexplicable, but it's it's real.
0: My host family was so weirded out. Like they just kept the peanut butter out next to like the kimchi. They're like, okay, I guess this is your thing.
1: <laughs> you each have your thing. They have their kimchi. You yeah. have your peanut butter. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm.
0: Um, so so that that is my story, and I want to say for anyone who's read it, um, probably Dini, our yeah. one fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um for anyone who's read it, uh Dana's uh biggest contribution is <laughs> to make the narrator a little more likable. Which it was important, I thought. <laughs> I think yeah, I think it was very important because um because a narrator is is me. And for the for those of you who don't know, um I <laughs> can't really handle alcohol that well. And so I like 99% of the time, I just don't drink like I actually have like mm-hmm. a mild alcohol allergy. So I, I do drink at times, but most of the time I just don't drink, which means a lot of the time, especially in Korea, I was the only sober person in a room full of really, really drunk people, mm-hmm. which is great for me to observe people and to hear about you know, their deepest, innermost thoughts. It was great material for a writer.
1: Sure, <laughs> I'm sure. Even though, you know, Hemingway did it drunk, but... Well, I mean, I'm not. No, anyway. (laughs) You're not drunk enough,
0: for one. Uh, Yeah, I'm not drunk enough. Maybe if I were drunk enough, I could be
1: (laughs) I think that's how that works. We'll see.
0: And check out our website, pitbpodcast.wordpress.com. Yay. All right, signing up.